0: Welcome to Physics Twist, this week in Science and Technology, the Australian science news podcast for the scientifically curious, both neophytes and crackerjacks alike. We are powered by Physics Education, leading science communicators in the education space. It's our job to deliver exciting science content all around Australia, and what better way to do that than with a science lesson as big as Nick as the Giant Cow? And don't forget, we have an Instagram account now, which is at Physics Twist be sure to follow us there for updates in this episode of physics twist in viral gram aussie students protest climate action or should that be inaction bazinga in the lab with quill scientists might have found a sneaky solution to that horrible cancer problem and in far out with duncan a space station robot gets a little cheeky now there's a sentence i never thought i'd read out loud Hey Quill. Hey Duncan. How you doing?
1: I'm great yeah. you
0: I'm yeah, pretty good. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to talk some science today what do you think? Always. Great. In fact, you know what? <laughs> instead of talking science straight off, let's talk about politics. Oh I know right. Yep. science
1: and politics.
0: I know like it's like a uh, dinner table conversation. Yeah, yeah, let's get right into it. So I am very proud of the uh, the young students of Australia today.
1: What have they done this time
0: They have been out in droves Ooh. thousands and thousands of kids protesting in places like Martin Place. Where else did they go? They went to what the
1: Parliament House steps wrong, of yeah,
0: Victorian Parliament House yeah um, and they're protesting and they're protesting climate change yeah climate the lack of climate action
1: yeah uh, it's which really is important.
0: which is obviously really really important but they feel and I think I feel as well that mm-hmm. not enough is being done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big problem.
0: It is a big problem. And I I think it's fantastic that kids are out there protesting, making their voices heard. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as I'm aware, it was started by two 14-year-olds in Melbourne, sort of taking inspiration from a Swedish girl who was doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, I read that too.
0: Yeah, and it ended up being in every major city in Australia. Um, Fantastic. And there was kids from kindergarten all the way up to high school. So it's pretty crazy. But it does make sense that, you know, it's come to this point i think where you know people are seeing the effects that climate change is having now in terms of like wild bushfires and Mm. uh like coral coral reef bleaching and floods one
1: day bushfires the next day sometimes both at the same time (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty
0: wild and so they're basically thinking look i'm gonna you know i'm young right now yeah i will live to see the effects of this
1: they're the ones it's going to affect
0: yeah and then you know we've got people in power who are not necessarily going to see um, those long-term effects. And they're it's not it just right. ain't fair. It's it not fair. It just ain't fair.
1: It's, uh, it's very unfair for yeah. people to be, like, basically ruining something that they're not going to have to
0: deal with later on. Precisely. Yeah. And you'd think they'd, they'd go, oh, yeah, my kids and grandkids are going to have to deal with this, so I probably should yeah. maybe, you know, do a little something-something. Mm. But no, it doesn't seem to be.
1: Yeah, it always actually amazes me that people will think of, like, I want to leave my children an inheritance yeah. of money or a home or mm. whatever, but forget about, hey, maybe it would be good to inherit an earth that we can still breathe yeah. the air inherit and we still have water. Would be, that would,
0: would be, be great. Probably
1: preferable yeah. to having a bit of money it would be having oxygen and water to drink and that kind of
0: thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the thing yeah. is the current – I don't want to get, like, really political in this, but the current government is saying, you know, we're hitting all our targets – Um, that have been set but frankly first of all the targets aren't very good no they're not really being (laughs) they're not really being hit yeah so the 2030 emission reduction targets are not on like we're not on track no to hit those which is pretty shocking
1: yeah that's terrible
0: it really is and so you know if we can't even manage to hit modest targets yeah for what only 12 years from now yeah then we're Kind of, you know, between a rock and a hard place, quite frankly.
1: Exactly. And modest targets is not really what we need. We no, need no, we, we need drastic. really, really drastic targets. So, yeah. it's really easy to go, oh, deal with that when it happens. But this is when it's happening and it needs to be dealt with
0: now. Yeah. And, and we mod- need to
1: be flexible and change those. If we realize that the targets we've set aren't going to be enough, we need to change those targets as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more done, and obviously so with these kids. So good on them getting there. Yeah, so there was there.
1: thousands of kids out there. Yeah, thousands and of thousands some, Yeah, from
0: 200 different schools, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I saw some yeah.
1: footage uh, on the news as well of, like, kids, you know, older kids speaking at these massive gatherings. But I saw some footage of, like, primary age kids speaking at these gatherings
0: yeah. and, and I saw all some, sorts of stuff. It was great. Some little legend was playing clarinet. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Not relevant, but great skills, man.
1: You know what? It's awesome. And, like, the thing is, and I did hear, like, a lot of people, oh, they just want a day off school or whatever. And mm. the thing was is, like, if they just want a day off school, they didn't have to go to the actual no. rally, right? They could have just said, okay, well, I'm going to this climate change thing and then never showed up. But yeah. But, you know, thousands of kids all across Australia are saying this isn't okay and you're yeah. ruining the world we need to live in, which is fantastic and good on them. And, and- kids that are involved in their environment... Oh, actually, probably the cleverer ones.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. And if kids really wanted just a day off school, guess what? They just take a day off school yeah. and go to the mall, like <laughs>
1: whatever. Exactly, <laughs> That's whatever very the easily cool done. Kids do these days, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? Like, um, there was some really nasty things said about people taking those days off. Like mm. that, that was these were the kids that were no-hopers and and all this yeah, kind of it's stuff. Like, but it-
0: Just gonna, you're gonna end up in the doll line or something. Yeah, horrible stuff. And the reality is,
1: is that the kids that are aware that their future is in the environment and what's not happening and what's they're probably the kids that are going to be our best and brightest in the future. The ones that are recognizing what's around them and and passionate enough about it as as a young age to actually do something about it. It's kind of fantastic, um, good work.
0: Heartwarming in a way, because I think the kids who are like at the front line of those protests are yeah. probably going to be the kids who are at the front line of future governments. Hopefully. And it's like, if they're that sensible now, then yeah. that does give me a little bit of hope in the future. Doesn't it? When, was, when I'm an old yeah. man, it'll be good to see the young up-and-comers. You exactly. Know? <laughs>
1: That's how I feel now, being yeah. an old lady and all. Um, no, I actually, like, I was, I felt not that they're my kids, but I felt a sense of pride in those kids. On mm. like, I think it was last Friday when the, when all the stuff was yep. on about it. I was like, you know, really amazed and, and proud that these kids are getting out there and trying to help mm-hmm. save our earth. And not only that, man, they had some cracker cards. Up oh,
0: there. those signs were fantastic. They're so handsome. I've compiled a small list of signs that I just saw in in footage and in in photos that I saw in the media. Yeah, uh, because this is viral, Graham, After all, mm-hmm. uh, here's a fantastic one. I've Seen Smarter Cabinets at Ikea. Brilliant. So good. So good. So good. Uh, then there's one that says, Wake Up, Scott. Mm-hmm. And it has a picture of ScoMo dressed up as Jeff from The Wiggles. Yep. Get it? So you've got to say,
1: Scott? Wake Up, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> in that way. Is that how the song goes? Yeah. Okay. Trust me, I worked at <laughs> <in> a preschool. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: It's, it's drilled into my brain.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, then we're well, then there was, If You Were Smart, We'd Be In School, which mm-hmm. is like really drilling down to the heart of the issue right there. Yep. Um, and this one was held up by a smaller child, which is just gold. I'll stop farting if you stop burning coal.
1: I love that. It's brilliant. Uh,
0: only dinosaurs deny climate change. Mm-hmm. Gold. Uh, why should we go to school if you won't listen to the educated? Wow. Wow. Sick Psycho. burn. <laughs> Sick burn. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Earth, going to miss you, boo.
1: Aww. <laughs> really like that's sweet but so sad that know, kids have to think about that kind of thing it's kind of
0: cute being like i miss you boo yeah um and there's there is no planet b Mm-hmm. 100%. again like really hits to the core of the issue
1: yeah uh
0: this one must have been from some sort of uh, at least a year 11 or 12 yeah uh kid because it's really well um put unlike that sentence that i mm. just managed to <laughs> <laughs> shuffle out um this one goes civil disobedience requires no permission sleep i love it oh man because i think one. they knew that by taking off taking a day off school yeah then they'll get a little bit of um In a little bit trouble backlash i yeah. guess from uh, from the old politicians there yeah uh and then another good one the oceans are rising and so are we i
1: like that too That's great that makes me want to like do a fist pump in totally. the air, like, go kids. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: should play some Rage Against the Machine right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually saw there was ones where kids were getting locked into their school. So they were, like, trying mm-hmm. to go to the protest, and the schools had locked the gates. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, and what was cool was there was, like, high school kids, but there was also a lot of primary kids there yeah. too. And parents that had taken um so i saw an interview with with um one dad that had taken a day off work because his daughter asked and she was i think in year four yeah right she wanted to go so he took a day off work because he said as i said like raising passionate and educated but also um you know considerate and caring and aware children is very important so he Mm. took a day off work to take his daughter to protest climate change what a
0: legend yeah just the idea that you would like rally against the idea of protesting is just bizarre it is it's it really is bizarre it's like so you missed a day of school mm. do you have any idea how many days you spent in school yeah Bloody millions
1: exactly <laughs> so i'm not saying that you don't need to go to school no of course not but missing a day here and there for something that is important to you if it's is that important to is you. not a
0: problem yeah, you by know, all that's, means
1: that's right i mean p- kids miss days of school for sporting activities for mm-hmm. drama for all sorts of other things yeah. for climate should be definitely yeah the, one the of fact it.
0: that they are willing to take a day off school really should you know smash at home yeah, just how exactly. passionate they are about and that issue. I so. think
1: I saw most teachers were pretty supportive of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like they so were really
0: proud. I saw some teachers actually got the permission of the parents in their classes to be yep. like, "Hey, can we go to this uh can we go to this protest?" and yep. all the, the parents would be like, "Yep, sign the permission slip." Teacher Perfect. would, teacher so would take them. them to the protest. That's yep.
1: fantastic. Yep. In fact, I saw an interview with um Kid from Byron High, so my local kind of local area, right. and which is yeah. obviously a, a very passionate area about yeah. environment and stuff like that. And there was um, only one kid left in class. One kid in yeah. class.
0: That's amazing. That yeah. poor kid. Yeah. Can I come to.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they, they didn't care, or maybe they forgot. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not sure, but yeah. So, but anyway, good on you kids. We're good very on you. proud to see that, and um, it. hopefully they might listen a little bit when they realise that all the future voters. This is what yeah, we want.
0: Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. I bet you is poo-pooing himself right now, being like, oh, dear. You know, three, yeah. four years' time, a whole lot of those kids are yeah, going to exactly. be a voting age. And that's important
1: because we need to stop worrying about, you know, if it saves us $20 a year, but if we don't have any oxygen left, then who cares about $20 a year yeah. or something? Yeah, whatever. exactly. Mm. think we're going to do something a little bit different to on the green
0: mm. on the green with quill I'm is gonna, a fantastic segment I know, we've had it pretty it. much every episode yep, since but, we started doing segments i believe but i
1: can't be on the green all the time
0: no that is very true sometimes
1: i gotta be in the lab yeah, if you're on the green you're gonna get a sunburn it's yeah. hard work out it's, there. it's summer man i gotta it's get out absolutely on the green
0: exactly it's you, get you gotta into go the lab. inside you know, get rid of that tan you've been working on. Yeah, that's right. Hit the lab. Hit the lab. All right, let's hit the lab. We used
1: to call it a lab tan. Okay, <laughs> so. It's like
0: my trucker tan. Have you see my trucker tan? Oh, yeah, I've got it's one. It's not too. good. It's not that's good. That's the driving on <laughs> yeah.
1: them. Uh, aside. Um, okay, so this is really, really interesting. This this was some new information that came out um, very recently. Uh, so I found this on the ABC News website. Oh, Friends of the Podcast. Always. ABC, yeah. We love great. the ABC. Um, and this is at these these people that are, these scientists that are working at the Australian Institute of Bioengineering and Nanotechnology Ooh. at the University of Queensland have found, um, they've actually identified some biomarkers for cancer.
0: What is a biomarker? Well. Before you go any further. Because you're explaining. I'm glad you are. yes yeah. <laughs> Because I am a, a dilettante when it comes to this stuff, as in like, I'm a total layman. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about, so please. So
1: you needed the same level of explanation for this as I need for space stuff. There you
0: so, go. We basically,
1: biomarkers are essentially a naturally occurring thing, so a naturally occurring molecule or a gene or a characteristic. So it's like a little flag that naturally occurs in the body that basically says, here I am. Yep. Here I am. So then you put a little flag on your sandwich, say this one's egg and this one's tuna or whatever. Yeah, right. Similar yep. thing on the body to go, hey, here I am, I'm cancer. Yeah. Now, these aren't necessarily... It's
0: the worst sandwich well,
1: ever. Exactly. And these aren't necessarily easy things to find, and there's not biomarkers for everything, Okay. So it's not like you just go, oh, I just got to find that little flag with a horrible picture of a horrible cancer. That's not really how it works. But these scientists have developed and found a simple test that's able, because they found this biomarker, a -hmm. simple test where you can test for cancer in a blood or biopsy tissue test, which is amazing. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Any type or just some types of cancer?
1: I'm glad you asked that. That was what I was getting to. So... Basically, there is heaps of different kinds of cancer. Yeah. And even breast cancer alone, there's like 12 different kinds of breast cancer. Yeah. So... Um, what's the problem Is being this, is that cancer is so varied that it makes it really, really hard to find things like biomarkers mm. because you're not finding something that's the same for all cancers. Yeah. Okay? So, cancer, as a yeah.
0: word, is really just a massive umbrella term, yeah. I guess, exactly. for different conditions that all share something in common, which is just like outrageous, uncontrolled growth, Un- right?
1: Exactly, exactly. But so they- what we want to find is something that... Because if you're always trying to do research... To find a way to test for every different one it's really hard because there's so many different kinds but if mm. you could find a way to test for as many as possible it would be amazing and it would be really mm. really helpful and this looks like a really promising start to doing that so okay. yeah it's pretty cool um
0: so i've heard a lot you know over the past couple of years it ha- comes up on the news every now and then mm-hmm. being like oh, a new detection method for cancer or a new cure for cancer has come out and you never hear about it ever again. Yeah. Do you think, you being the the expert in this, do (laughs) do you think that this is going to make a bit of a wave or do you think it's going to be the kind of thing that we're just not going to hear about in a couple of years' time?
1: Okay, well, look, let me me give you a bit of a rundown on what they've actually discovered because that Mm. might help to kind of illuminate what's going on here. So, so often what we do is people find something new And it takes a long time to find new stuff in science, especially with disease research, because you find something and go, cool, this is happening. We found that this works in mice. Mm. And then from there, it might be 30 years before you actually are allowed to, because you've got to do so many tests to make sure everything's safe in humans and all this kind of stuff. And the mouse
0: models are not a very good model.
1: Yeah, it's a great starting point, but then you might take it into a bigger uh, animal that maybe replicates human body mm. more similarly. And then you need to actually do basic clinical like trials with humans, and then you might actually do proper ones. So there's yep. a huge process, and all of this requires so much ethics and all that kind of stuff as well. But this one has found something which is hopefully um, something that will actually pass through quicker because it's not... You're not actually giving them a drug, right? It's not so it's like a drug where you've got to test it and make sure there's no crazy side effects or anything. Yeah. What you're doing is taking a little bit of blood from them and testing that. Oh. So it's not like you need that same kind of ethics because you're not going to potentially yeah. make them sick or something like that, yeah. okay? So basically what they is, they found this biomarker, and what it is is they're looking at what's called a methyl group. Okay. Now, so you get your basic DNA, right? So oh. everyone has DNA, and we have DNA for our regular cells and stuff, but we also there's also different DNA for cancer cells. Um, oh, but really? It's, they, people in the past have tried to find specifically DNA for cancer cells, yep. and that has been very difficult mm. to use that as a biomarker. But what they have found is that methyl groups are pretty much like, um, they basically, it's called methylation, and it basically decorates DNA. So it kind of like, imagine you put, you've got all this DNA, and methyl groups, imagine, are like a, uh, like a flower, okay? Sure. So you're making, you imagine you've got this long stretch of garden, and that's your DNA, mm-hmm. and it's just dirt. But yep. then you're going to pop some flowers around. Yeah. Okay. That's a methyl now, group. That's a, me- that's a methyl group. Cool. Now imagine in a normal cell, you just spread those flowers out kind of yep. evenly and widely distributed along the yep. garden. Now what happens is when you have got the cancer cells is you end up with these huge clumps of like hundreds of flowers in one mm, spot, okay. but not anywhere else. Yeah. And you have these really clumped up ones and they happen at specific places. And this is what's been shown so far to be common in lots of different kinds of cancer. So it's been shown to be uh, common in a lot of different kinds of breast cancer, uh, prostate cancer, uh, colorectal cancer, and also lymphoma. So all of these different ones have shown that they get this really heavy um, kind of clustering of methyl groups
0: in the cancer. That's amazing. Yeah. And also because those cancers that you're talking about, as far as I'm aware, they're actually among the most common ones.
1: They are, and they're some of the most common ones. So... Amazing and like and that includes all the different kinds of breast cancers, which is like twelve or so different breast cancers as well. So it's a huge number of cancers to be able to potentially use a simple blood test to do it. Yeah. To find it out. Now, when you're looking for this, what actually happens is, imagine those flowers. Mm. They're not just sitting there. Mm -hmm. So what actually happens is this: this is when we go into what's called epigenetics, which is basically like you have your genes, you have your DNA. Yeah. But we don't actually have everything that's in our DNA doesn't actually, like, come out and show. Okay. So, like, you might have all these other genes, but they're not necessarily switched on.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're, so, like, not – it's not junk necessarily. Yeah, no. But just genes that are not being expressed. Yeah,
1: so you can have stuff that's not expressed. And so uh, the description that ABC used in their website was actually a really good one. It's like your phone has a bunch of apps. Yeah. But it's only the apps that are on and being yeah. used. I really just the use ones. Instagram yeah. these days, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was a really nice example of, of – of a, a, like a kind of reference of how that kind of people can understand that. So um, that was pretty cool. And what's really awesome about it is what they found is they use the, can- they detect the cancer cells by um, what actually happens is these cancer cells in a special solution actually fold into a 3D shape. Whoa. So they fold up in essence um, when they're in this solution. And so that they can put the blood into the solution and the DNA will fold up. Mm-hmm. And then what you have is these, once they fold it up, into this kind of clump,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it sticks to little gold particles. So gold nano- particles. Yeah. So little nano gold. Gold. Little no. nano gold particles, and then it actually means you have a change of color. So that you literally just add some blood into this gold particle solution, it changes color, and you can go, okay, there's DNA, there's DNA, there's markers in there for
0: cancer. That's amazing. Yeah. It sounds and very th- much like our CSI forensics program that yeah. we run for birthday parties and exactly. physics education. Yeah, but amazing
1: really awesome. to be able to literally take some blood and test it. Just by literally adding it to a solution and seeing a color change. Yeah, it's so simple and so important for so many different that kinds is of cancer. Wild. Yeah,
0: I thought it. would You know, I thought if we ever sort of figured this out, it would be you know taking blood and then it gets analysed for months and months and months yeah, or something exactly. like that. But instead, it's just like you just go, bloop, yeah. and it changes color, yes. and you go, yeah.
1: I mean, so at the moment, one of the limitations is it only tells you that there is cancer present, and not what type, not what type, or and stage also not what stage it's at and stuff yeah. like that. But right. I mean. If it's something that people started to then just screen for... Yeah. I mean, and at the moment, it they don't know be, what other... It could be in other cancers as well. It might yeah. end up being something that shows up in so many different kinds of cancers. At least then you can start to look for areas where you might have a cancer.
0: Yeah. And if, if that taking blood and testing becomes part of your, say, six-monthly checkup when you go to the, the exactly. doctor, you're pretty much going to catch it at the early stages. Exactly. And
1: that can be so important also for yeah, survival be, and stuff like um, that. Yeah, that would be...
0: Because, like, the, the best way of... Beating cancers, catch it early. Exactly. If you get to like stage three or stage four, it's a lot more difficult. Exactly. Um, but if yeah, do a three-month checkup. Yeah, yeah maybe and it's such a simple mechanism
1: to test it. So yeah. they've got a bunch. Obviously, they have to do a lot more clinical trials and all this stuff. But mm. but it's, it's not invasive really there's no ethics
0: considerations to yeah. take into account.
1: Exactly. So well. it's really exciting. Like, well, I got a little shiver down my spine yeah, right. when I read that one.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Well so done, congratulations
1: Quill. to them. There's some amazing research being yeah. done, and that's really awesome. What do
0: you really say? Awesome. UQ? University UQ. of Queensland? Yeah. Oh, it's a local homegrown Aussie story. Some Aussie stories. Aussie, that Aussie, Aussie. Great work. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, like, I really liked your explanation, Quill. That was really good. Thank you. I just had to, just had to like, stop talking and just be like, this is good. I'm not going to interrupt.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to go into too much detail, but I wanted to get it out there so people could understand what, yeah.
0: what it was. Because
1: sometimes it's hard when these stories are out there and it goes into too much scientific jargon and you don't really know what they're talking about which is yeah. why we try to untwist
0: it that's exactly right exactly. untwist um, even though this is in the lab with Quill just to clarify oh enough. yeah but yeah that's right um, so if you, if you do want to look that up I would think just google something like researchers discovers unique cancer or can biomarker or put a link in the show notes or that's a very good point we'll put a link in the show notes yep. to our friends of the podcast at the ABC great stuff we're such like lefties hey like save the ABC protest climate change <laughs>
1: It's not even on purpose. I think that's a common link to scientists because yeah. you often quite care about uh, the Earth <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: It's a pretty big deal. And scientific
1: funding and yeah. those kind of things. But anyway.
0: Uh, should we move on?
1: Yes. Let me go. What? Let me guess. Let me I don't guess. Know what Let me go.
0: <laughs> what are you guessing?
1: <laughs> let me guess. Space junk.
0: Yeah. No, it's not space junk. <laughs> this is space classic quality content is All what right. it is. It's right. far out with Duncan. And in this one, I mean, there's actually been a, a lot of, of, of fantastic space news that's come out recently, like SpaceX just had another another launch mm-hmm. um, and, I don't know, some other things. We talked about the Insight Lander last week, so if you missed yeah. that, check that out. But this one, I think, is a little bit more lighthearted, Ooh. which is I just find it to be hilarious um, and kind <laughs> of like... I'm excited. Yeah, it's just this weird um, sort of... Like, prophecies coming true, but not in the way that you would think kind of thing. In that what happened is that on the International Space Station now, Mm -hmm. they have this little robot called Simon. It's actually Simon with a C. So, it's Crew Interactive Mobile
1: Companion.
0: And it's kind of like if you have, like, Google Home or Siri or Alexa or something like that. It's that Mm -hmm. inside this robot on the International Space Station that floats... Right. And it's got artificial intelligence from IBM Watson, which is their artificial intelligence program. Cool. But yeah, it floats there because obviously no gravity up in the International Space Station. Well, that's not technically true, but that's an explanation for another time. Yeah. Um, So it floats there. And I watched a video of it and it's so awesome because you can actually ask it to turn around. Yeah. And it goes like, what do they say? Like, positive your 90 degrees. And it spins around, yeah. presumably using gyroscopes mm-hmm. in there. It just goes... V- and it f-
1: in the air. In the air. That's pretty cool. It's
0: so awesome. Anyway, point of the robot is basically to assist the crew of the International yeah. Space, Space Station with tasks. Yeah. So it could be really, really simple stuff like, hey, can you tell me what the next step in this process is going yeah, to be? Yeah, cool. Um, could can be, you put some tunes on? Can you put some tunes on? Exactly. Yep. Which is exactly what they what they asked it to do in the one that I watched. He asks, uh, one of the scientists on the ISS actually asks him to play a song and it, he plays m- The Man Machine by a band called Kraftwerk, <laughs> which is like this synthesizer <laughs> band from like the 80s. It's so funny. Anyway, so this starts playing, playing Kraftwerk. And they have this weird conversation which starts <laughs> off really like lighthearted and, and small talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then uh, after a while, it starts to get quite dark. Oh. And Simon asks... This scientist, he goes, don't you like it here with me? It's like, whoa, the robot is getting insecure. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh no, then, it doesn't
1: feel like everyone loves you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, poor and Simon.
0: So, so the scientist is asking him to do things, and the Simon, the robot Simon, says, "Don't be so mean, please." <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. Um, yeah. So this robot is like becoming sentient and and insecure. It's so bizarre.
1: What's IBM. It? What are you doing? Isn't there a movie like this where the spacecraft goes like nutso? and then yeah. like yeah, yeah. So two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. That's the oh, the space yeah. i the note. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy.
0: Um, so that was HAL Nine Thousand, and he's like, <laughs> yes. oh, I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it gets
1: kind of creepy, right? Super, super, super creepy. Because he's just this like really glowing young.
0: red yeah, yeah, eye, that's right. and he's like, "I'm afraid I can't do that," and then like shuts people out of the space station. <laughs> that's right. It, it kills the astronauts and stuff. Yeah. But, thankfully, Simon is just floating there independently, isn't actually connected to any of the space station, doesn't have any control over it whatsoever. Right. Uh, And it should be a lot nicer. Right. So,
1: Simon's just got a little bit of sad sex. Maybe he's just missing home. He's been there for (laughs) a year. (laughs)
0: He misses his IBM computer Aww, friends. Oh,
1: poor Simon. So funny. That's pretty funny. But then oh. I think
0: he, like, Simon gets a little bit cheered up. Yep. Because <laughs> so weird because the scientist, like, praises him. He's like, good work on doing a little flying, like, turning around in, in microgravity. Nice. It's, it's so he so just funny. needed
1: a bit of positive reinforcement. Yeah,
0: exactly. We
1: all need a bit of encouragement <laughs> here and there. <laughs> like, so, but I mean,
0: He's yeah. got a cute little face as well with a screen on it. Aww. And he's got cameras and you can, like, talk to him.
1: But I feel so like if cool. they're going to start making these things with AI, right, then surely they're going to – I guess this is a whole AI debate, but it's mm. like if you're going to start making things that respond and talk to humans in a human-like way, then it makes sense that they're going to start to yeah. feel – if they're trained to feel human emotions in, in sense of the way they speak to us, yeah. they surely must start to understand, if not feel, but understand and recognize the like speech patterns where – this yeah. is a nasty way you're speaking to me and I should be offended of that.
0: I, I think that's kind of what they were working mm. on. That's what they're trying to do. That's but really they just cool. haven't got it quite right Not quite Because right. he was it's being perfectly sensitive. nice. <laughs> yeah, he's just saying, hey, can you please turn around your 90 degrees and can you like tell me the next instruction? And then he's like, don't be so mean. Oh, okay. So, so Simon's a little bit
1: too sensitive.
0: It's a bit too sensitive. So presumably in version 1.1 1. 1 <laughs> <laughs> or Simon 2.0, they might fix that. They might dial, f- dial down the sensitivity. I feel
1: like we're going to get... A story about like Simon two where Simon's like full of attitude and he's, <laughs> like
0: really nasty and they've say gone too to far me? the other way. <laughs> that would be so good. Take that's me, mate. Simon. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, but yeah. then that would become a real problem as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it won't do like it won't do the tasks yeah, it's like, supposed to like do.
0: A, like a really like moody teenager. That was, was bad like, to say <laughs> <the> thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Simon gets up at like midday. <laughs> So I don't want to go to <laughs> school today, Mum. I don't
1: want to spin 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't spin 90 degrees.
0: <laughs> You're yourself 90 degrees. Oh, that's yeah. so funny! So wow,
1: funny. that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, kind like, of want a robot. Well, you basically if you have a Google Home, you basically have the same thing. It just doesn't have a fancy little uh, little face on it.
1: I don't have a Google Home. You should get one. That I don't Google. think I have enough electrical no. things in my home to control with a Google Home.
0: Well, fair enough. You know, you should live a minimalist lifestyle. We're not going to endorse any products I, Physics I Twist. I do try to live a minimalist lifestyle. I know you do. <laughs> you're a giant hippie. Uh. <laughs> I know this.
1: But, like, what will it control? My music? Yeah. That's it. I can, like, it probably takes more effort to control my music yeah. than it does to just... Oh, it's such a pain. It?
0: It's I've got one. we've yeah. got we've got like two or three in my house. And so someone will be talking in the other room and they're like, "Hey, Google, can you um play this band?" Yeah, and then it'll either start playing on mine or mine will just go. I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Yeah, and like, yeah. I no one's talking to you, bro. Just chill out. I
1: feel like, look I have enough issues with my talking to my Google when I'm driving and actually trying to get oh. the food because I can't use my hands but I don't want to bring that into my home yeah. so it's like whenever I try to call my mom it always tries to call my dad and then I That's end really up weird. having to talk to my dad not that I don't love you dad I, <laughs> I know you do listen to the podcast Good save. but it always it always calls my dad when I try to call my mom and I'm like I've cleared it up and now it's just called mom yeah. and dad but it still always says Call dad. And I'm like, no, call mom. And then it's calling. That's the kind of problem
0: that you really don't want to have in a space station robot. Exactly. Eh? Yeah, you're like, call uh, Houston. Yeah. And it's like, calling Hunson And yeah. you're like, no. <laughs> Hewenson? I don't know. <laughs> Order a pizza. <laughs> yeah, totally. Calling like, Domino's. <laughs> 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 so your order oh, comes to 35 million dollars <laughs> delivery thing um yeah
1: <laughs> um yeah but yeah so i think i mean it's pretty cool i still would like a little it's robot. pretty
0: cool yeah it's pretty cool
1: but i hope hopefully we don't hear about this little
0: robot going evil simon 2.0 yeah yeah mm. so there you go uh that that's the really end of that uh far out with duncan on a lighter lighter you know
1: Lysis, the lightest note. Lighter mood. Because there's no gravity.
0: Good content. (laughs) Cool. So I think we should move on to Fact of the Week. Fact of the Week. Ah. The synth recently has been going Fact of the Week. Oh, like fact of the week! I like it. Yeah, okay. the synth has a mind of its own. I don't tell it what to do. <gasps> it's like a little Simon.
1: It's your own little angry robot. Exactly. Yeah, it, it thinks it's a DJ, but it's not.
0: Totally. Oh, and I just I say, look, could you just say fact of the week in a normal way? And it goes, no, I'm going go to go fact of the week. Fact of the week. Like, it's
1: very it's getting strange. Getting sass. Very All right, weird. so yeah, let's fact, of <laughs> fact of the week. week. Uh, okay. This one, I think you probably know. Mm. But it's an interesting one, Mm -hmm. and maybe some people around the world don't know.
0: Around the world, you say?
1: That's our listeners. Mm -hmm. And uh, since they say around the world, that
0: was on purpose. Yep.
1: Uh, Did you know the Earth, in fact, is not round?
0: Not round. No. I knew that. It's flat, isn't it? It's
1: absolutely not flat. What? Not flat.
0: But the Flat Earth Society told me that it's flat.
1: Don't even get me started on people that think the Earth is flat.
0: We can can start on that.
1: (laughs) Um, So... The earth is not perfectly round. Mm. It's what we actually call an oblate spheroid. Spheroid. Oh, I've always said spheroid. I
0: think it's spheroid. Oh. I've always heard. It, it. makes
1: sense because you call it a sphere.
0: Sphere, spheroid. But I always said spheroid. Okay, anyway, there you go. There you okay. go. We'll twitch their own yeah. potato, potato. No,
1: spheroid makes sense now that I'm looking <laughs> at it. I think I've never read it out loud, to be honest. I just always said it in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that means (laughs) it's not quite round.
0: And what is an oblate spheroid?
1: It's a sphere. No, it's a sphere that is squashed at the poles.
0: At the top and bottom. Yep. Yep.
1: And it's swollen at the equator. There you go. So on the sides, I guess you could yeah. kind of say. Do spheres have um,
0: tops and sides? Not really.
1: Well, we do on the way we think about the like yeah. how the way our, our, our Earth is. Yeah. So if you think about like the North and South Poles being the tops and then the kind of the, the round middle part as being the
0: yeah. sides, Yeah, so basically the Earth is like short and fat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Much like me earth. in my
0: later years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway.
1: I feel like you're going to say much like you then no, and then backtrack. No. I would
0: never. <laughs> All
1: right. So, um, yeah, so basically it's kind of a squished up sphere. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what's really cool, like I always thought this was a little bit squished. Mm. But did you know that actually the sea level is 21 kilometres greater at the equator than at the poles?
0: The sea level is 21 kilometres greater. So, it's like 21 kilometres higher yeah, at the equator than at the poles. Yeah, because it's squished
1: out. That's... Heaps. That's heaps, right? Oh my
0: god! I, I always know. thought
1: maybe a half, like a foot or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So twenty-one kilometers. You know how many football fields do you think that is?
1: I actually was going to look that up <laughs> and I
0: forgot. Well, What's it's approximately field? twenty-one thousand divided by 100. It's about two hundred and ten <laughs> to twenty football fields.
1: So that's how much
0: oh, fatter it like, yeah. is at yeah. the equator. Yeah. There you go.
1: And on each side because it's a sea level. Yeah crazy. That's amazing. Um, Which I thought was really, really interesting. So why is that? And it is to do with, it's to do with um, mass. Mm. Okay. So basically we have a gravitational pull of mass, which means gravity. We don't just have gravity because we have gravity. We have gravity because of the mass. So mass has its own, kind of pulls things towards it. Okay. So, and when we say in space, there's no gravity, that's not really true. What it is, is it in the openness of space, there's no gravity, but different uh, planets and suns and black holes and all these things have uh, a gravitational pull because of their mass. So yes. the, basically the bigger the mass, the more the gravitational yeah, pull.
0: hence why everything revolves around the sun.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're basically it's revolving because we're being drawn towards the sun because yeah. of its mass. Um, and so the mass of the Earth is not evenly distributed. Right. So it's kind of like we're a little bit lumpy and bumpy yeah. because its mass isn't even everywhere. Like so me. the gravitational pull isn't even everywhere. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah, which I think is really cool. And this is also part, like if you think about tides, Yep. Which, which you can get big fluctuations in the tides as well. We know that the tides kind of mess around with this a little bit more again because you've got a gravitational pull towards the moon and the sun. Hmm. Mostly the moon because that's closer, um, and the moon is mostly in control of the tides, but the sun has a bit of an effect as well. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because even though I kind of knew that the world wasn't exactly perfectly round, I didn't realize it was that much.
0: Yeah. Um, and I thought that
1: was pretty interesting.
0: It was really cool. So now if you, if you meet a flat earther who mm-hmm. says the, the earth is flat and someone yeah. else says, no, it's round, you can say, no, it's not. It's neither of those. It's, it's a, an oblate spheroid. It's an oblate spheroid. <laughs> yes, perfect. Very
1: good. And I mean, that's. Have you ever like people often say like, "What's the evidence for the mm. Earth not being flat?" And mm. that's that really be- beautiful one. They say is that, um I think was one of the original kind of discoveries of why was that it, if you see a boat coming up along the horizon, mm. it doesn't. It just appears right. Mm. So it doesn't just cut like come towards you it, it appears it, basically oh, it looks like it's moving up. from downwards upwards up. yeah it yeah. rises yeah. which is obviously you've got that curved yeah. surface for yes. that to happen which is pretty cool
0: yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah,
1: if you get a ball and draw something on there, you can do that experiment yeah. and like spin it around and look at it.
0: Yeah, true. It's pretty cool. I've seen um, – I saw a little documentary about that actually. like It's amazing that we have to make these documentaries to prove yeah. that the earth is round. But what they did is they had – they found this massive, massive lake. It was probably one of the great lakes in the US. Mm. You know? One of the – so big that they're more like a sea. Yeah, lake. yeah,
1: the lakes where you always think it's the sea, but yeah. it's a lake, yeah. It
0: just goes forever, like possibly dozens or hundreds of kilometres. But anyway, so – What they did is they got people in a helicopter, Mm. went over the horizon from the perspective of someone who was sitting on the shore, and they started to land the helicopter. And before it had landed, Mm. the helicopter disappeared from view beneath the horizon. Exactly, and it's like clearly it's round. Yeah, sorry. Clearly, it's an oblate spheroid. Clearly, it's an oblate yeah.
1: spheroid. And not a perfect oblate spheroid because it's got bumpy bits to it too. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. it's a bumpy oblate spheroid. Yes, it's very, very bumpy. Here's mm. an interesting fact. Mm.
0: If you took the earth and yeah. shrunk it down to the size of a pool ball. like So, like, pool table. Pool table ball, yeah. yeah. Not a, like, <laughs> like
1: a beach ball. <laughs> like a beach ball in the
0: pool. <laughs> no, a pool table. Yeah. Um, you shrunk it down. Even though it's bumpy, even though the Earth is obviously very bumpy, if you think Mm. about mountains and valleys and oceans and rivers, even though it's bumpy, it would actually be smoother than an actual pool ball.
1: This is because the bumps that we have in the scale... Yeah, relative to the actual size of the Earth Earth,
0: are tiny. So Mount Everest, even though it's 8,000-something metres high, Mm. if you shrink the Earth down, that's Nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. It's like, it's like a, a couple s- of atoms, you know, higher. Which
1: and which is higher. like the equivalent of like a speck of dust. Not even a speck of dust, a speck of atom yeah. on a pool ball, which is why it's smoother. Exactly. Isn't that How amazing? Interesting. When you said that before, I was like, I don't know, I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. But I think then I when clarified I clarified
0: it a little bit better, right? You did right? clarify it better. Yeah. yeah. How cool. I know. So there you go. That's your fact of the week. Earth there is we not go. round.
1: Yeah, but don't go thinking it's flat,
0: please. No, please. <laughs> I think that's a wrap on Physics Twist for this week, Will. Is that a wrap on Physics Twist for this I week? I think so. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us, yeah, dear listeners. Uh, and don't forget, you can meet the wonderful people of physics at your school, vacation centre, or birthday party. Just go to physics.com.au. Anything else to say, Will?
1: Ah uh, yeah don't forget if you enjoy listening to our podcast please rate us on itunes it really helps us out or wherever you get your podcast from and don't forget to tune in to the physics ed podcast which is run by our lovely boss ben newsome and i think that's about it
0: and follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah. At physics Instagram. twist. Yep, find us there. Uh hopefully we'll be posting up some spicy content pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it is. I don't know. It's gonna be a surprise to all of us.
1: Let's find something about chili next week. <gasps> oh,
0: there. Eat <I> chili. <gasps> While doing the podcast, I'd be I'm crazy. just
1: warning you, I love chili. Yeah. So you
0: might be in trouble.
1: Let's okay. do it. It's Bye. on. Bye. <laughs>